This is Drafting the Past, a podcast about the craft of writing history, and I'm Kate Carpenter. For the last episode of 2023, I wanted to try something a little different. At this time of year, it's hard to escape a deluge of best books of the year lists. And honestly, I read all of them. I kind of love them, even though I know how imperfect they are. But rather than force you just to hear my opinions about the books I read this year, I'm handing over the microphone to Drafting the Past listeners. I asked listeners to send me messages about the best history books they read this year, and they delivered. So I told listeners they could talk about any book they loved this year. It didn't have to be published in 2023. After all, books don't disappear after the year they're published, and it's always worth sharing a favorite. The first couple of responses are actually from listeners who take us back in the Drafting the Past archives. First up, here's a former guest on the show with his recommendation. Hey, Kate. It's Zach Schrag from episode four. I want to put in a plug for S.C. Gwynn, His Majesty's Airship, which was published in May 2023. My wife and I enjoyed it as an audiobook on a road trip to a family celebration, pausing the recording at intervals so we could marvel at the latest twist in the story. The book is a great blend of narrative and analysis, combining stories of war, sex, and disaster with insights about the histories of technology and empire. Great narration by Nicholas Bolton. If you haven't already listened to Zach's interview in episode four, I highly recommend it. It is an excellent deep dive into craft, and I hear from listeners all the time that it's a favorite. Especially if you're new to the podcast, it's one I recommend going back to to catch up on. Next up, here's a response featuring a book that was also on Drafting the Past this year. Hey, this is Jason Herbert. I'm the creator of Historians of the Movies, and I'm usually up to all kinds of historical shenanigans. And the best book! I read this year was Sarah McNamara's Ybor City, Crucible of the Latina South. And if you don't know anything about Ybor City, it's maybe a town you don't know about, but it's a town you need to know about. And the book itself has everything a history book should have. You've got stories of migration, family, gender, sexuality, crime, passion. This book has everything. And as I read this book, I kept thinking this is the book that everybody should be reading. So there you go. That's my pick for 2023 Book of the Year, Sarah McNamara's Ybor City, Crucible of the Latina South. Grab some Cuban coffee and settle in. It's an awesome read. Thanks, Jason. If you're listening to this and you're not already familiar with Jason's Historians at the Movies, which is a social media phenomenon and is now also a podcast and a newsletter, I highly recommend that you check it out. It's a great time. And Jason is doing excellent work in bringing historical expertise to the public in new and very not boring ways. So here are a few more of my responses from listeners. Hi, my name is Omar Valerio Jimenez. I'm a professor at the University of Texas at San Antonio. And um, one of the books that I've reread this year is called The Injustice Never Leaves You, Anti-Mexican Violence in Texas. And the author is Monica Munoz Martinez. It was published by Harvard University Press, and it's a book that got that was published in 2018, but I reread it this year uh, for my own work, and it was a great read. I think it combines collective memories, oral histories, and very deep archival research. Um, it won all sorts of awards, and there's a personal connection as well with the author. I think her relatives were impacted by some of the violence that she writes about. She's a professor now at the University of Texas at Austin. And that's all. I love your program. I've heard several of them, and I really enjoyed the interviews that you do. Thank you. 
Hi, Kate. It's Jim Ambusky from R2 Studios at George Mason University. And the favorite history book for me this year is Dr. Christiane Anne Crouch's Nobility Lost, French and Canadian Martial Cultures, Indians, and the End of New France. The reason it's my favorite is in part because as we were beginning production of our podcast series, Worlds Turned Upside Down, which is a history of the American Revolution, we knew we needed to talk about the history of New France and wanted to talk about the history of New France in the mid-18th century. But Dr. Crouch's book and the subsequent interview we did with her fundamentally changed the direction of our podcast project and forced us to rethink how we wanted to structure the early episodes. And it gave us an opportunity, at least we think, to offer our audiences a view of early America and a view of the early revolutionary period that they might not have encountered before by telling a more comprehensive story of the history of New France, its rise, and ultimately its fall. So we were grateful for the opportunity to do that. It's one of those instances where a book really forces you to rethink what you knew and forces you to change a project in really productive ways. So thanks for the chance to talk about this book. And thanks for all that you do on Drafting the Past. Hi, this is Dominique from New York. And the best history book I read this year was Black Folk, The Roots of the Black Working Class by Blair Ellen Kelly. I thought I knew this history well, but she does such an amazing job of centering family and centering community and making the experiences feel evocative and really lived. I thought this book was a masterpiece and I was completely absorbed by it. I was really bummed when it was finished. It's definitely the best history book I read this year. Hello, my name is Kirk Elsass. The book I read this year that I loved was Candace Millard's 2005 The River of Doubt, an account of Teddy Roosevelt's ill-fated expedition through the Amazon. This book, what I loved about it is that it was packed with asides that included personal backstories of the people on the expedition, as well as cultural and zoological facts that gave context for what the expedition was going through. And yet, the, the story just had this incredible drive and consistency. You never lost the narrative of the expedition itself. So I love the way that all of that was woven together, and I admired it. A couple of listeners didn't have a way to record their recommendations, so they wrote in instead. First up is Pat McDermott, who wrote, My favorite history book of 2023 was The Exceptions, Nancy Hopkins, MIT, and the Fight for Women in Science, written by Kate Zernicki. Zernicki's compelling narrative follows the career of Hopkins from biology student at Radcliffe through her doctorate and her work in research, leading to her career on the faculty at MIT. Along the way, there are incidents, small and large, of sexism by male mentors and colleagues. As the scope expands to tell the stories of other pioneering women scientists and the discrimination they faced, the reader feels the enormity of what Hopkins faced. Less funding, work not credited to her, less actual lab space, and even the theft of her intellectual property as male colleagues sought to monetize her popular introductory microbiology course. Hopkins and female colleagues documented the discrimination and presented the data to the MIT administration, leading to real change at the university. I'm a little more than a decade younger than Hopkins, and like her, was a student in a male-dominated field, architecture. The exceptions rang true to my experiences in the 1970s. 
I'm giving this book to my sister-in-law, an electrical engineer, and have recommended it to several younger friends who are women working in the sciences. Thanks, Pat. This sounds like a fascinating book and actually right up my alley. Another listener, Anna Chapman, emailed to recommend the book Margaret Fuller by Megan Marshall. Anna writes that this book has a comprehensive and responsible use of sources, excellent writing, and is a compelling tale with a tragic ending. Anna writes, I also loved her The Peabody Sisters, which I read last year and value for the craft lessons it contains along with the narrative. These sound like great recommendations. I'm adding them to my own reading list. All right, let's get back to some of the call-in recommendations. Hi, my name is Monica Vasile. I am an environmental historian at Maastricht University in the Netherlands. Um, And the best history book I read this year is Empire of Rubber, Firestone Scramble for Land and Power in Iberia by Greg Mittman. The book tells the story of Firestone, a corporation that transformed Liberia into America's rubber empire, and it is a story of capitalism, racial exploitation, and environmental devastation. And to me, the the book is the best because it is impeccably researched, and Mittman's storytelling brings very complex and ambivalent characters to life. He connects intricate details and offers exceptional contextualization. The narrative experience is simply riveting. Hi, this is Judy Argentiano from Richmond, Virginia. And the best history book I've read this year is The Silk Roads by Peter Frankopan. It's also the only book, history book I've read this year. I'm getting back to my pre-pandemic levels of reading. It's taking a while. I've always been interested in that area of the world. I know very little about it, and it's kind of still shrouded in mystery, at least parts of it. He starts from the beginning of time, packs it with information, and yet it's amazingly readable. I haven't finished it, but I know I will. I feel like I know so much more about that area with a new approach to it not as a backwater, but as continuing to be a really, really important, complex, and fascinating part of the world. My favorite history book this year was Black AF History by Michael Harriet, which was both hilarious and deeply moving and personal and very eye-opening. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Tussey, and the best history book I read this year was Deviant Maternity, Illegitimacy in Wales from 1680 to 1800, and it was written by Dr. Angela Muir. Uh, It's an amazing book, very well researched, and um, really helps understand a hidden part of Welsh women's history. Hello, this is Sean Kane, PhD candidate at Binghamton University from Kansas City, Missouri, working on the history of science and zoology in the Renaissance. And my favorite history book that I read in 2023 was Michael Allen's Zarafa, a giraffe's true story from deep in Africa to the heart of Paris about the first giraffe to travel to France in the modern period in the 1820s. I believe it arrived in 1824 during the Bourbon Restoration, the reign of Charles X. And when I was in Paris a couple of weeks ago, I actually went to visit 
the building where Zarafa lived in the Jardin des Plantes. So a very personal story about a fascinating giraffe. Apparently, Zarafa the giraffe can be visited today in a museum in La Rochelle, where she is taxidermied. Thank you. Hi, this is Rebecca Rigo Barry, and the best history book I read this year was called Sister Novelists, The Trailblazing Porter Sisters Who Paved the Way for Austin and the Brontes by Devony Lozer. And there was one listener who couldn't quite bring herself to stick to one book, so we'll let her have it. Hello, I'm Jen Bennis on Twitter, our Ed History 101. So, of course, my books are about education history. Uh, 2023 was a remarkable year for books about American education history. And I absolutely, I couldn't narrow it down to one. Um, so my, uh, the ones, I guess I'm going with the best and the one that's sticking with me. But first, of course, I have to give a shout out to one that wasn't about education history, but Lydia Molin's book about Lydia Marie Child, A Radical American Life. I loved it. I loved the way she kind of pulled together the big things happening around child at the same time she spoke about the personal. It's a fairly remarkable book. It's one of my favorites. It's definitely going to be remaining on my shelf and what I'm going to keep going back to again and again. I love the writing. I love the history. It's fantastic. In terms of big education history books, I absolutely adored John Shelton's The Education Myth. It goes beyond policy to get into recent shifts in how we conceptualize American education. Also, the same way for um, Jarvis Givens, School Clothes, where he talks about Black students' experiences in school in history and connects it to the present. It's a remarkable follow-up to his book, uh, Fugitive Pedagogy. Really appreciate his writing. But I do have to say the best book I read was not by a historian. It was by a journalist who went deep into the history, Death of Public School by Kara Fitzpatrick. There was also one book that earned two recommendations. Hi, this is Karen Cox from UNC Charlotte. The best history book I read this year, and I was a little late to come in around to it, was Taya Miles' All That She Carried. I was just blown away by that book. It made me rethink how you write history about the silences and how you fill those gaps. And it was just a beautiful piece of writing and history. Hi, Kate. My name is Bethany Bell, and I am a second-year master's student in history at the University of Virginia. I am a huge fan of your podcast. I really enjoy listening to you and your guests and learning more about the craft of writing history. My favorite history book that I read this year is All That She Carried by Taya Miles. It's such a remarkable book and so beautifully written. It's really important for me as someone who writes about African-American history in the 19th century because Dr. Miles demonstrates how important and how possible it is to write a really rich and generative history based on fragments in the archive. I love her use of material culture as the entire book is inspired by this physical item of Ashley Sack. So the book gave me so many ideas for new sources and new methods and again, reinforced how essential and how really careful, meticulous, attentive work can create something that tells a fuller story and a fuller picture of African-American life. 
Honestly, all that she carried is probably the most consistently recommended book by Drafting the Past guests as well. So I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't already. And finally, what recommendation comes to us from the future in the form of a book that's not out yet, but that this listener was lucky enough to get to read in advance? I'm hoping that this is also a hint of things to come on Drafting the Past in 2024. The best book I read this year was actually by my professor, Tori Olson. It's called Red Dead's History. It comes out next year. And it's all about using the Red Dead Redemption games as a tool for teaching history and what they can teach us about America's history, especially of the West. It's fantastic. Big thanks to all of these listeners for calling in with their favorites. All these titles will be linked in the show notes at draftingthepast.com if you want to do a little shopping. And if you'd like to read about some of the books I'm most looking forward to next year, sign up for the new Drafting the Past newsletter at the website. I can't wait to be back in the new year with even more excellent interviews with historians. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy some rest, some reading and writing time of your own, and that you remember that friends don't let friends write boring history. (laughs) 